Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week, we didn't actually watch a movie. We're just going to do our end of year wrap up show. We thought we might sit down and have a look back over the year in movies. My proposal was to just go through the movies that we've seen uh, rather than go through everything. We'll probably do a show heading into awards season where we talk in a bit more detail about what we think should win the Oscars and all that kind of stuff. But we thought we'd go and have a little bit of a look back over 2014. So, we started the year having watched all the holiday movies, and we did a holiday special episode where we looked at Anchorman 2, American Hustle, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, and Frozen. And I can't remember that very well, except that I know I enjoyed The Hobbit, and um, Frozen is huge. <laughs> the other two, <laughs> yeah, I've kind no of- kidding. The other two, I've kind of forgotten about. But with the other two, it was Anchorman, Anchorman 2 and-, and American Hustle. You've forgotten about American Hustle? No, I mean, I enjoyed American Hustle, but it was, you know, it was not very interesting. It was just a, basically a Scorsese remake. Yeah, my whole, my whole memory of American Hustle is don't put metal in the, in the science oven. That's, That's pretty it. much my whole memory too. <laughs> Which tells you something about Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, really, doesn't it? And Anchorman 2, I cannot for the life of me remember. I think there was an Anchorman fight off at the end. Anyway, I think, I know we enjoyed The Hobbit and, you know, Frozen is Frozen. So the next movie we watched was Saving Mr. Banks, which was a big Oscar thing from last year. It wasn't. It didn't get nominated. Because uh, um, remember, know, she, yes. Emma Thompson didn't get nominated and we were so disappointed because it meant that she didn't go to the Oscars. And it meant that she didn't do the red carpet. And basically the highlight of 2014 was Emma Thompson at the Golden Globes with her shoes <laughs> and her drink. Well, you know, any any of the awards shows that she went to, she was brilliant. And, well, and photobombing Lupita Nyong'o and other people. Yeah. That, so you can see how much we enjoyed Saving Mr. Banks. That was the highlight. <laughs> the, yeah, I, the highlight was getting to watch Emma Thompson uh, at various awards shows. Mm. No, I mean, Saving Mr. Banks was uh, – was, it, it had also – okay. No, the other highlight that I remember from Saving Mr. Banks was surprise Bradley Cooper <laughs> singing and dancing. <laughs> That was my other highlight of saving Not Mr. Bradley Banks. Cooper, Bradley Whitford. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay, so we can early in the year we continued on with the Oscar movies because we live in Australia and we only get Oscar movies in January. So the third movie we watched, third movie, next one we watched was 12 Years a Slave. And this is oh, where boy. we discovered Lupita Nyong'o, but it is hard going. This it film, it's great, really but it is going. hard work. Yeah, it's interesting trying to think back on it because what I remember from 12 Years a Slave is the choke like the, the the um hanging scene yep me too and the scene where sarah paulson throws a cup at patsy lupita mm-hmm. nyongo and the whipping scene yeah and that's pretty much it Pr- that's like that's what sticks out in my mind from that movie that's pretty much your um your takeaway from that one i just know it was it was hard to watch it was hard to watch important it won best picture it was never not going to so i guess we can move on from that one mm-hmm. um then we started watching new movies and we watched Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit pretty much solely because Chris Pine was in it and we love Chris Pine. <laughs> Look how blue his eyes get when he cries. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not the only movie we've watched this year just because it had Chris Pine in it. Nope. Um, which is probably at Do you least know partly I, my fault. I, we had a year of reviewing of, of like rate the Chris's movies and I regret nothing. <laughs> Chris Pine is my favorite Chris, but his choices, man, his yeah. choices, like make good choices. Get yourself in with Marvel or something. Stop making bad movies. Oh, I know. Marvel, hire him. Like this, this is getting ridiculous. And he's really good too. He's good at acting. Mm. He's the best thing in several terrible movies. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Chris Pine got beaten up in it, so we watched it. Yeah, it's forgettable. Very eminently forgettable. It also had Kira Knightley in it. Yes, yes, it did. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> and there was the the bad guy was someone doing a Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, heaps memorable. Yeah, I, I really. Just, I honestly, I would have oh, rather watch Goldeneye again. No, was it? No, surely it wasn't. Who? Kenneth. It was Kenneth Branagh. It was. He directed it too, didn't he? Did he direct it? No, I don't think he directed oh, it. Oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. I know. Okay, so Jack was. Ryan was not our favorite movie of No, um, but then we watched Philomena, which was one of my favorites. We're still in Oscar season here. I, I forgot that we watched that this year. I feel like yeah. we watched that last year. No, it was early this year, and it, I absolutely loved it. thought it was the most feminist movie that came out in that year, and I can't really remember all that much about it. It's just that I thought it was really important because it told a woman's story, and it did it quite well, and it handled the whole thing very deftly And because there was all kinds of – real life messiness in there about mm. her religion and her son and all this kind of stuff and I thought it was a really well handled nice light touch movie that covered a really serious subject um I remember not liking what's his name the guy from the trip mm. in it as much and also the the scene at the end where she stands up for herself and she talks to the nuns yeah is something that sticks in my mind really good performance from Judy Dench um, <laughs> and, and the bit where she's in the hotel and, and she's like, she wants to watch, um, um, Big Mama's house. Mm. So she was funny in that mm. and it, it gave her a lot of opportunity to be a really interesting person. Mm. And that was good. It was, good. <laughs> it was a really good movie. Yeah. That was Margaret and David's favorite movie of 2013. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm. how I feel about Margaret and David. I know. I, I, they broke my trust too many times, man. Mm. They broke, they, 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 because they, they, sh- they shill for movies that, aren't good because they know somebody involved or because they're Australian movies. Or they want a movie to do well. Yeah, and I, I, that just gets, mm. like, greats on me. Like, for me, I sometimes do that, but I'll, I will balance that out with how I really felt about the movie and occasionally give it maybe, like, half a star more than I normally would, right? Mm. That's how I would react to it rather than going, this was the best movie of the year, five stars, when mm. it was terrible like or, or boring or something. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. we, we we come across this problem sometimes when we're so excited that a movie's gotten made. Like, um, I think we just reviewed Annie, which is not going to be out by the time this is released, but where it's more the movie, the fact that the movie got made in itself was really important and exciting, but the movie itself wasn't great. Yeah. So we come across this a bit, especially where, you know, once where where we actually get some representation in a movie you're just like oh my god a woman-led movie or a black-led movie it's so exciting that yeah. i can sort of i understand temptation but again yeah yeah that we were talking about sony leaks before as well and the um the equalizer getting released was a big deal and i wasn't surprised but i kind of was at the same time because the equalizer i saw as just <laughs> like a liam neeson ripoff movie yeah. like it didn't even occur to me because it's Denzel Washington. Right. And he's led action movies before. Lots of times. And made money. So I don't know how it could possibly be something that they were so worried about. Like, it's Denzel Washington. He can mm. carry a movie. We've seen I him know, do right? it. So, yeah. Know. It's odd. Um, yeah, after that, we moved into a – we moved on to – oh, we watched the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies. Um, yeah, they were fine. I really like those movies. I really, really like those movies – not in terms of them as as movies so much as 
I am a little, I have a little bit of fatigue over the CGI that's been coming out lately. Yep. I think everything kind of looks the same. Pixar movies all look really good, but the same. Um, and, and the Disney movies have kind of been following the same footsteps. You look at Tangled and Frozen and they just look exactly the same. Yep. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Those movies go, they, they go, we have, this 3D animation, what can we do with it? Mm. And it's just like this explosion of colors it's and concepts and crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I really like that. And I'm kind of hoping that people pick up on that and start doing creative, interesting things with their aesthetic and their visuals. Mm. Um, because I, I am kind of getting over and frozen God with their their like big heads and big eyes and tiny waists and mm. like it it's so everything looks the same. Mm. It looks really, really samey. Yeah. And Cloudy with a Chance of Beatballs, both of them were so interesting to watch. Yeah. Like just to look at was something new. And the and also, leak in the boat joke. The leak in the boat joke. And the little strawberries. <laughs> uh, I just liked all of, yeah, all of the, the, the fruit people and the fruit animal fruitimals. That's what they were called, fruitimals. Yep. And, yeah, so Cloudy with a Chance of Beatballs. I mean, fruitimals, that's it. Because mm -hmm. there was not fruit. They weren't all fruit-based. No. All that whole thing, I mean, it, it really, there's problematic sort of portrayals of women and not a lot of people who aren't white and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. But it's something different in the animation market, which is very, very boring. Yes, I agree. It, I, I really, I, I like watching them because I like watching them. Mm. I like to see what they come up with next. And that, that party in a box thing, mm. when the whole screen would turn neon from the party in a yeah. box and... Oh, and Neil Patrick Harris is, is it Steve the monkey? Oh, <laughs> I really <Steve>. like him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, then we went on, then we watched Robocop. We watched the original and then we watched the remake. Did and, we? And the original has your favorite robot ever. The it stop does. motion giant robot that looks like a radio. <laughs> I love that. I love that robot so much. The stop motion <laughs> robot. Yeah. I think we liked the original and we didn't hate the remake, but found it a bit Bland. I think Michael Keaton was really good in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it had Abby Cornish in it. She yeah. was wasted in it. I'm mm -hmm. still waiting for Abby Cornish to break through in the American market. Because mm. <laughs> once she does, I think she's going to be good. We yeah. just got to wait for that to happen. Um, yeah. I can't even remember who was the lead in the American Robocop remake. I know it was Peter Weller in the original. I can't for the life of me remember either. Some <laughs> kind of relatively good-looking, boring, and generic Was he even guy. American? Um, I have this feeling he's not. <laughs> it you seems know like he probably isn't. I should look. I, we have the link in the show notes. I will have a look. I forgot that came out this year as well. So yeah, clearly, yeah. really memorable. Well, we this was there was a period. There's a period in like February, March where there's just nothing at the movies, and we were getting desperate. I see. Well, no, I'd seen the original RoboCop before uh, we watched Joel it. Joel Kinnaman. No, oh, there I you go. Who that is. He's Swedish. Oh, he's Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. We, we knew he wasn't American. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd seen the ro original Robocop before that, and it was one of those, like, surprise delights. Yeah. It's got this kind of social agenda, and it's really, really funny, and it's really, really crazy and violent and yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. It's just terrific. And I wanted Robocop. an excuse to watch the original Robocop. <laughs> so we watched Robocop. After that, we watched <laughs> – again, we, we, were getting, we were getting a bit sort of – What's your favorite? So, because we watched Galaxy Quest, which is the best Star Wars, Star Trek movie ever made. Um, I, you know, I don't agree with that just because I love Star Trek 2009. So yeah, much. but this was like a five star movie from both of us because yeah. Galaxy Quest is brilliant. 
It is brilliant, like really smart. And and I think the thing about Galaxy Quest that kind of is the reason that it's still so popular all these years later is because it's so good-hearted, like it, it's laughing with the fans, not at the fans. Yeah. And I recently watched a movie called Knights of Badastom, and I feel like that movie kind of got the balance wrong. Mm-hmm. It was laughing at people too much. Yeah. Whereas Galaxy Quest was kind of a fan of Star Trek, but also saw the flaws in it. Yeah. And sent those up. And also, you know, Alan Rickman being funny, which is always good. He gets so few opportunities to do something like that. Mm. And it's one of the only really good sort of starring roles from Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. It's just an absolute classic. Sigourney Weaver. Was totally worth I have one job on this ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it. Whoever wrote this episode should be shot. I know. It's great. Yeah. Really, yep. really good. We'll movie. never get sick of Galaxy Quest. After Galaxy Quest, we uh, continued on through our journey through what's on Netflix and available, <laughs> and we watched Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. You just described my December. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's been my December. What's on Netflix tonight? I have uh, to watch something. What's on Netflix? Um, yeah, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Um, Actually pretty interesting. I had seen that long – I, I saw yeah. that last Christmas, I remember, because I was at – um. Was it? Was it? Maybe not. I don't know. It's a 2013, I think, movie. Didn't get a lot of attention. Jeremy Renner, Gemma Arterton. Um, it was fine and interesting. And I think we had, I think from memory, the episode, we ended up having this interesting conversation about witches and cultural significance of witches and women and all that kind of stuff. So I think it sparked some interesting thoughts. And it was kind of fun. I really, really liked Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters in total opposition to most of my friends and basically everybody else that I've ever talked to about it aside from you. Um, I thought it was funny and like crazy and silly and you got to see women do a whole bunch of different stuff in it. I really liked, um, um, you know, Jean Grey. Yes, yes, Funky Janssen. Funky Janssen. She oh. was great. Now, now now, you're bringing it back to me. I really enjoyed this. This was yeah. fun and bloody and silly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that bit where they're going through the woods and the witch gets cut in half. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, witch, the women are all kind of gory and mm. it's – oh, I really liked it. And Jeremy Renner's really funny in it. Mm. I, I thought – and it was so, like um, – um, what's that word that means not disrespectful but – Irreverent? Irreverent. It was so irreverent and crazy mm. and yeah. wacky. I really liked Hansel and Greta Witch yeah. Hunters. I wish they'd make another one. <laughs> yeah, because there's a real fairy tale thing going on at the moment, but it's absolutely crying out for some irreverence and silliness because, you know, you can't just make a serious remake. Yeah, I think we said that um, – that, or I, some, one of us said that Hansel and Greta was going to be a cult classic in the making. Yes. 20 yeah. years from now, people are going to be like, hey, have you seen Hansel and Greta Witch Hunters? Mm, it's going to go do the rounds. Yeah. Um, after we watched that, we went to the movies and watched Nonstop, which was a Liam Neeson movie. I think we pretty much went along because Lupita Nyong'o yep. had a small role in it. It's an airplane movie. Wasn't Also wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was fine. It also boring. has Scoot, Scoot McNeil. Yeah. Something like Scoot that. Scoot McNary? Scoot McNary. He was the bad guy, yeah? Yeah. 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 I don't know why it was, I remember It that. was a Liam Neeson movie. It was fine. It was, you know, enjoyable. It had cool effects with the text messages that came up on screen. Yeah, that's right. And the cracked screen stuff. Yeah. That was cool, yeah. And it was, it, you know, it was kind of a conceit that worked fine. They had, they had to lower the plane to 9,000 feet. And then recently I was reading about some plane that had to do an emergency landing and had to lower itself to 9,000 feet <laughs> so that it could fly because of the pressure. It equalized yeah. the cabin pressure. I was like, that's a real thing. Yeah, This movie was based on a real thing and yeah, it was fine. I guess I don't really have much to say about it. Yeah. After that, though, 
we watched Veronica Mars, the Veronica Yay! Mars movie, which you loved, and I don't like Logan, so <laughs> there was that. Yeah, I know, but I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was fine. It was really important because it was a big fan-made movie and so many people worked so hard and put so much money together and the cast worked really hard for very little money to make it happen. So it was kind of a sentimental favourite, I think. I love that movie. And I love that movie not just because it's a sentimental favourite but because it's been off the air for seven, eight years and it came back and – Everything just felt right. Mm. Like I've rewatched it again recently and everything still feels like Veronica Mars. It's so hard to get that in something that's made so much later. Do you know? Like yeah. a lot of the time it just doesn't kind of connect with the original. But I think just because Rob Thomas really kind of put his all into it, it, it still it, – it felt like this is what – Veronica and her friends would be doing all this time. It was a real love time. project. Um, like, and Kristen Ritter was great in it. Yeah. Uh, yes, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Which we're all very excited about. But it's it's because it was a love project. Like mm. everybody involved and, and having, you know, been funded out of Kickstarter and everyone coming back and all of the cast, you know, the whole working for scale thing. I think everyone was really committed to being there and doing it. Yeah. And so I think that makes a big difference. It's not like – Sometimes when they they want to make a reunion movie from a TV show and it's just a cash grab kind of thing and they have too much money and everybody's sort of like, yeah, sure, I'm doing this for the paycheck. Yeah. It didn't, there was there was none of that about it. It also means that Veronica Mars has kind of come back in a big way, mm. which was good for me because I got to go and meet some of the stars of Veronica Mars this year and it was really exciting and fun. Yes, that's right. Yeah. There's, so. We've recorded like an episode accidentally about that and I have never actually released it, but we've got this episode about Katie's trip to Oz Comic Con where she got to meet Veronica Mars actors. I might um, maybe not splice that in, but I might put it up on SoundCloud. I do okay. have it sitting around. Um, yeah, so after we saw Veronica Mars, we moved on to The Monuments Men, which is basically the original Ocean's Eleven but in World War Two. <laughs> like uh, George <laughs> Clooney. Good. Well, the original Ocean's Eleven isn't good. It's a really boring, oh, self-indulgent the- thing where a bunch where Frank Sinatra and a bunch of his mates got together in Vegas and shot a movie. And I feel like th- that – and this at the time I felt about this one – was that George and a bunch of his mates wanted to hang out in Europe for the summer and film a movie. Um, I remember really liking Bob – Oh, Balaban. Balaban in that movie. Yeah. I thought he was the best part of that movie. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of, we talked about this, but that's kind of a trend. End of year, uh, end of war movies have become yep. a trend recently or just after the war. Yeah. That kind of thing has, seems to have really been, become big recently. Um, I think also, yeah, after the war stuff with, uh, and exploring torture is also a thing at the moment with, uh, um, Unbroken and the Railway Man and end of war stuff with, with, um, Fury. Monuments Men and Fury. It's, I think it's, it's, uh, indicative of how people are feeling about war at the moment. Yeah. There's not a lot of like action war kind of stuff. It's all like, war winding down and what are the consequences of it, Mm. which I think is really interesting kind of thing that's happened, uh, which doesn't mean the Monuments Men was interesting. It's it's just more indicative of an interesting trend. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, After we watched Monuments Men, we watched Noah, which I'd basically forgotten about. (laughs) Oh, God almighty. Uh, Emma Watson was good. And that's pretty much all needs to be said. Terrible, horrible, awful 
god awful storyline yeah about how the, the only point of women is to have babies if you can't have babies you're not a real woman mm. no this was self-indulgent and not uh, and and that's right the book was better it's more <laughs> sexist than the bible story on which it's based yeah, that's always a problem when that um, happens. I mean, it had some stuff it was trying to do where it was trying to like match evolution with the story of the Bible, and mm. it, it, there's some fantasy elements that were kind of interesting, but overall crap. Yeah. <laughs> but after we watched Noah, then the good movies started, and we got to watch Captain America the Winter Soldier. Captain America the Winter Soldier is my favorite movie of the year. Um, I gave it five stars. I have watched it again since then and loved it every single bit as much as I did the first time. Um, I think, like, if that's the future of, you know, superhero movies, then we can only be going in a good direction because it was amazing. Yeah. God, it was good. The, the depth of the story, of the themes in the storyline were so good. Like so much more complex and interesting and shades of gray kind of stuff with, um, with, you know, Black Widow and it was so, so great. Chris Evans does a really, really good job as Steve and the, Bucky stuff was so heartbreaking and I fell madly in love with Anthony Mackie as Falcon. I adored this movie as well. I don't know if I want to call it my favorite, but it's become, I've watched it two or three times since then. It's become a movie that when I'm feeling a little down or I just want to kind of have something comforting on, I will put it on TV just to watch it because I like being in the world. Um, Chris Evans is my favorite Chris. Mm. And this was the movie that pushed him into first place on my list of Chris's because I watched this and I was just like completely in love with him. But that's not the only reason I've watched it since and I'm not quite so like googly eyed anymore <laughs> over him, but I love this movie. Unless there's the ass shots. I mean, those kind of. Motorbike. <laughs> it- but also like, like Sebastian Stan in that movie does so, so much with nothing mm. like he he has like five lines in the whole thing and yet every time he turns around your heart breaks <laughs> like- and i think the other thing with this one is that the fandom has really taken off it's mm. really taken off online so i've watched this in gif form probably <laughs> another 10 or 12 times like you know i knew him that uh, scene with the <gasps> tiny amount of milk and the shooting yeah. <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> yes and, and, but also like <laughs> Um, Fal- Falcon giant claws, and he puts like <laughs> half an inch of milk in, and the whole um, disappearing of Nick Fury. The way that it worked in oh, with the yeah, Agents God, of Shield thing, like you couldn't, you couldn't watch Agent next episode of Agents of Shield till you'd seen this. This yeah. is like massively clever integration from Marvel, but it all worked. But because of this movie, Agents of Shield got so much better. Yeah, the whole death in inverted commas of Nick Fury and the blowing up of S.H.I.E.L.D. that had been infiltrated by HYDRA and it was oh, the way that it worked into the b- wider universe. And then and Ward. Don't forget Ward. Oh, that idiot. But also I think it's interesting um, that now it's sort of gone the other way and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has just introduced something that's going to be important later in the movie. Yeah, in humans, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I just – this movie was so good. and it was so good. And, yeah, it, it just – it's made stars out of Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. It's just wonderful. Um, now I want to go watch it again. Um, the directors of the movie are also going to be working on Agent Carter. Mm, and Infinity War. Avengers mm. Infinity oh, right. War, Avengers. they're going to direct yeah. that. Which is good because I think they yeah. I mean, they really, really, really did an amazing job with this movie. Yeah. Really, really good job. 
Yes, um, they the Russo brothers. They are Russo fantastic. Brothers, Anthony and Joe Russo. I, all I could remember was Joe, so mm. <laughs> I was hopeless. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, this is definitely one of the highlights of the year. Definitely the best Marvel movie of the year. Definitely the best superhero movie of the year. I agree. I I don't think Guardians you think it's of the, the Galaxy can hold a candle to no, it. No, and I I feel really sad because people keep talking about Guardians of the Galaxy as being great. We'll get to it in a minute. Um, but it's not nearly <laughs> as good as this. But anyway, I should go in order. Um, after this, we watched the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, that was good. I enjoyed that. It very well. I remember Anderson-y. I didn't like it very much. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it, but I had some problems with yeah. it. Very Wes Andersony, like two women and a hundred men. Yeah, um, looked amazing. Some cute little conceits. Yeah, but I didn't think the story was very good either. Like the the conceits of it and the the ideas behind it were better than the movie itself actually was, and the aesthetic was great, but. That doesn't really hold up a plot that doesn't that isn't very good and um uh, and that's right Ray Fiennes was terrific in it but then he mm-hmm. had that whole racist rant bit and yeah and there was um, Tilda Swinton in a tiny little role did an amazing job yeah I'm sure there are plenty of people who are there are enough people who are devotees of this movie without adding me thanks yeah <laughs> um it was it was fine um then we watched the Amazing Spider Man two AKA spoiler alert the fridging of Gwen Stacy nope <sighs> nope so much nope. I still think that the fact that Andrew Garfield was the came up with the one really genuinely good thing in that whole movie and that they want to fire him is depressing and and it just smacks of scapegoating mm. um like cuz you know you, you know you've what? heard we this did, right we didn't need Sony's email leaks to know that there were problems in Sony because this movie <laughs> demonstrates everything that's wrong with Sony and why this property needs to go back to Marvel stat. Yeah. Because it's it was bloated. And then we can have Miles Morales. Overlong. Well, you know, we could have Miles Morales now. We could just have that. Yeah. Or we could have um, Spider-Woman or – actually, I read a great fan theory the other day that instead of putting um, Spider-Man into Civil War, which he's got an important role in Civil War, the comic book, they should have Kamala Khan. Yeah, I, I saw yeah, that. that's good. Um, that was on the Mary Sue. Yeah, no, Spider-Man just kind of demonstrates everything that's wrong with Sony months before these leaks came out because uh, I just not. Yeah, but, I mean, getting back to the Andrew Garfield thing. He's wonderful in his role, by the way. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. He is the he and Emma Stone are the only things saving Spider-Man right now. Their chemistry, I mean, obviously they can't do it anymore because they killed her, Mm. but their chemistry was great and he, he was so committed to it. Um and yeah. it's not his fault that they're badly written and he he was like so genuine and he so, loves Spider Man he loves Spider Man he's loves been going out in Spider Man costume to help out kids and play basketball with them and the fact that that their decision is oh well we might get we might take Spider Man but we have to fire him like. Is, is, he's, is, he's the best bit about it and if like it's unfair I, it's ridiculous and the thing is he would fit so well into marvel's avengers universe yeah i know he would be fantastic and i like i mean i love the idea of having a miles morales to be honest but i just yeah i think but it's so unfair just to see all of those the, the headlines yeah and that just say if you know if this mm-hmm. happens then andrew garfield is out we're gonna we're going to get rid of Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield was the reason that those movies were so terrible, but he's he just the figurehead for bad movies, and that yeah. is not fair and it's unkind and 
it's just breaking my heart because he's so, he's so yeah. pretty and so sweet. That that movie now that's just upsetting having to talk about that one again, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, let's move on. Or, or, well, because the next one we did, we watched Mean Girls for its tenth anniversary. That's right. Another, we did. F- I think it was a five star movie from both of us. Um, or very close. It must be. It must um, be. We love Mean Girls. Eminently quotable Lindsay Lohan when she wasn't. Tina Fey at the peak of her writing powers. It's a magnificent movie and I'm I'm so glad that it's survived mm. to be so popular and Everybody Wore Pink came out on a Wednesday like our episode and on a Wednesday Everybody Wore Pink. I went to work and I found other people wearing pink <laughs> and everybody online, we kept people online, were tweeting at us their pink clothes that they wore that day and all these fabulous gifts of that's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets <laughs> and other cool stuff like that. I mean, Mean Girls is just wonderful. And we're, that was, um, yeah, I make, I feel so much better about the world having watched that again. I know. Mean Girls is, is brilliant. It's, it's so brilliant mm. in so many ways. And I love all the stories, behind the scenes stories of Tina Fey fighting for lines about vaginas and mm. all this sort of stuff. Just like everything kind of came together for that movie. Mm. Worked really, really well. And I'm really glad we watched it. Uh, after that, we hit our 50th episode as a podcast and we watched Divergent, which is uh, another one of these YA movies. This one starring Shailene Woodley, who is a fantastic young actress. The movie was, however, a little bit derivative. I got um, Spectacular now too, so I'm going to watch that soon. Cool. Very excited because it stars two people who I thought were really big breakout stars. And then I watched Short Term 12 and I was like, oh, this one girl is really good in it. And guess what else she's in? The Spectacular Now. Um, so I'm definitely watching that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I love Shailene Woodley. I like that there were so many really interesting female roles in Divergent. I heard the story is going to get more interesting. Mm. I thought Theo James was rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Absolute <gasps> rubbish. Um, and the movie's just kind of, it's long and it's, Gray, mm. it's long and it's gray. Leggings, brown leggings. Everything's brown leggings and government. Yeah. Um, it, it is. It's it, it ticks all those boxes and it doesn't really add anything. No, it's not. It's um. It's certainly no Hunger Games. No, uh, it, it it and it feels derivative of the Hunger Games. But I mean, it was fine. And you know, women-led movies are great. And so, yay, thanks for them. But. And it really not. boosted Shailene Woodley's career, which is only can only be a good thing. Yeah, she's terrific. and she's great. Uh, after we watched that, we watched Belle, uh, which is a very important movie. It, um, another one of these ones where the movie itself is more important than how much we enjoyed it because we have the sort of one of these untold stories about a black woman in the 1700s, early 1800s. Well, we did enjoy it quite a bit, I think. Yeah, it was a good movie. Amara Asante is clearly a good director. Yeah, and the, the women in it were really good. Is a good actress, the um, um, S- uh, Sarah, Sarah Gadon. Yeah, the I love her. She, I, what else? I saw her in. She was in um, Hercules. No, Dracula. Oh, Dracula. Sorry. But she was in something else that I saw recently. I think I really love her. Yeah, she's a really um, promising Canadian actress. I mean, who it can was, do a flawless British accent? Yeah, it was fine. Like I didn't. No, but it wrong was the Belle. men in it that were bad. Yeah. Um, oh Tom God, Felton. Tom Felton was terrible, and then the, the male lead. lead was just he couldn't. The male act. lead was not Sam Claflin. That's he the was, problem. He was really wooden. Like he couldn't act. No, he was oh, terrible. Gosh. But I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a. He yeah. could yell while sweating, I yeah. think, was the only I, thing that he could do. It was a fine story and it, it just had, had a lot of good elements. It just wasn't as great as it could have been, but I think it, it shows a lot of promise for all the people involved. It and was it, shot really beautifully too. Yeah, and I think it's – And um, that Belle 
Sarah Gadon character friendship sisterhood thing was mm. really, really good. It just, and yeah, there were so many good elements of it that it was kind of a shame that Sam Claflin wasn't available. <laughs> yeah, to do the play the lead because he would have been amazing. <laughs> God, I love Sam Claflin so much. Yeah, and so it was an important movie. It was quite good. Uh, after that one, we moved on to the Lego movie for its DVD release. Uh, you liked that one more than me. Yep. It was good. A good kids movie. I actually think it was better than a good, kid, good kids movie, but there is that problem of, of women. First, Wonder Woman's first big screen appearance and she spends nearly the whole thing in captivity <laughs> and she's and, also made of Lego. And the one, <laughs> the one lead character is like the – kick-ass girl who can't actually be the isn't allowed to be the hero kind of thing yeah and and that was the problem but there were so many funny ideas and the the sort of spirit of it was really nice yeah so you know it it yeah i think i i enjoyed it a lot but also will am happy to call out the problems of Mm. you guys have got to do better with women man this is ridiculous kids movies and women are just have they've terrible gender politics and that's a real problem yeah especially kids movies directed at boys yeah yeah so after that we moved on to x-men days of future past another one that you enjoyed a heck of a lot more than me i still i love that movie i mean i i really love that movie and just because it's so much fun and it kind of it married the two x-men universes yeah um really really well you got to see like Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender and Ian McKellen, you know, uh, and which is amazing. Um, ga- it gave Jennifer Lawrence more to do. The kid who played Quicksilver was amazing. Oh my god, he was so uh, good. I mean, yeah, but he was. I, I mean, that that yeah. scene was just brilliant I, and such a good set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, I enjoyed Evan it. Peters. Evan Peters, yes, I enjoyed it. I just, you know, I I think I'd been I've been ruined. By um Captain America two for everything. Oh yeah, I mean I understand that, but, but I think yeah, you take X Men at a different, yeah, you know, it's a different franchise and and it does some things. I think for all that, um, and also it was directed by Brian Singer, um, which is really problematic at this point. But he really gets the X Men, mm-hmm. and so he got he showed off what all of them could do, but also kind of managed to keep a, a character driven emotional storyline at the core of it mm-hmm. so i thought yeah i really liked it and there's so many great bits in it and a the lot of love people, story between magneto yeah and, <laughs> and, and people X. get to do a lot of things and we we get blink introduced who is a really good character i really liked her yeah so it was pretty good uh after that though we watched maleficent which was probably my favorite movie of the year uh, and I suppose I might be loving it more because of what it is than how it actually is. But I absolutely adored this movie because I I feel as much in love with Angelina Jolie in this one as I was with Chris Evans in Cap 2. But I, I love this. I love that the it's about redeeming a, a witch character. It's about taking fairy stories. It's unashamed and making them unashamedly feminist. It's about sisterhood and women helping other women. And And Elle Fanning smiling a lot while not being able to do a British accent. Yeah, bless her little heart. I mean, it's it's not perfect, even though I adored it. I know it's not. And Charlton Copley doing a weirdly good Scottish accent Mm. while being South African. Yeah, and and he did a great job and uh, Angelina did a great job. And And the crow guy. The crow guy with his... Ian something? Um, it's probably not his name. <laughs> no, he's big on Tumblr though. When D- Diamond or something was the character name, the yeah. crow's name, right? It was. Let me just click on it. Um, yeah, he was. He I long liked, show notes for this one. 
I really, really liked him mm. and their his relationship with Maleficent. I, I didn't like the fairies because I don't like the fairies. I do like that they made fun of the fairies because the fairies – I hate them. Yeah, I was going to say I really liked that they made fun of the fairies yeah. because the fairies are awful. They are awful. They are really awful people. <laughs> oh my God, they're just hideous um, as people. Um, they're all le- lovely women, but you know what I mean. <laughs> just terrible characters. Sam Riley played Deerval. Sam Riley, Deerval. That's it. Yeah, I knew it was Deer something. Um, yeah, Sam Riley. He's um. I when we watched this, I found out he was big on Tumblr. He had, has a big fan community. There you go. Um, and he's quite cute. I liked him. He was really good. Yep. It looked good. Um, it it had a great score. Um, mm. by Philip Newton Howard, who yep. is my big discovery of the year. I James guess. Newton Howard. Is it? Yeah. Uh, three names. Um, yeah. James Newton Howard, who was, who was, I, who, who he did also three great scores this year and was not nominated for any awards, which I think is a travesty. He was, he also did Hunger Games Mocking J Part One. And what was the other one? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Yeah. Which are both yeah. excellent scores. And they're really different scores too. He's, he's very, um, uh, flexible in terms of his score writing. Like he, mm. f- he writes scores that fit movies rather than, Having a st- like John Williams is a brilliant is a brilliant um score writer mm. composer um but he you you always know when you're hearing a John Williams score right yeah whereas I think James Newton Howard um kind of tailors his scores a lot to the movie that's being made yeah and does a really good job of it he 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 like disappears yeah you, you don't yeah you're right he doesn't um have a signature score yeah but if you look at like Ma- um, Maleficent had really beautiful music and then um Hunger Games had that song the the killing tree mm-hmm. hanging tree the hanging tree song and then you look at Nightcrawler which was very kind of rock and roll score yeah so different but so good mm. yep um, so we had a bit of a run of lady-led movies in the middle of the year, and then we. So the next one we moved on to was The Fault in Our Stars. Um, I can't believe you made me watch that at movie. Yeah, we went to the movies. <laughs> Don't watch this at the movies because this has rabid fans who will ball all the way through it. Not because the movie is sad, although there is a bit of sadness in there, but because they are attached to this movie and the fandom is enormous and its author is highly engaged with the fandom, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on outside of it. It was. Good as far as it went. Um, and that it's girl very next to me cried. All, all, all imp- I remember from the Fault in Our Stars is I like Shailene Woodley. I think Ansel, Ansel Elgort has a terrible name and the girl next to me cried non-stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, what I can remember from it is that I'm on the mum's side. Oh, Basically, I was on Laura Dern's side through the whole thing as much as the kids were fine. Oh, she had that beautiful scene These... where she – with the um, – you taught me what it's like to live with pain. Yeah. God, she was good in that movie. She was so good. And the kids were horrible teenagers and they just are, which is why I find it really hard. To, I can't connect with them. I'm just like, you are absolutely obnoxious children. But Laura Dern was amazing in this movie and that's probably the highlight for me. Yeah. Yeah. So was yeah. Miles? No, he wasn't in that. He was Miles in Divergent. Teller. Wasn't? Oh no. Yeah, it wasn't. That's who right. Who was the third? Kid, no, no, no. Though? The blind kid wasn't Miles Teller. No, it was someone else. But the, he was yeah. good too. Um, Miles Teller was in Divergent, and I went. He was good. I wonder who he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, after we watched that, we watched Edge of Tomorrow. Right. That's the Tom Cruise one where he keeps waking up. That's dying a great movie. Up. Yeah. That would be such a. That would be such a good movie without Tom Cruise. <laughs> really? Because it's <laughs> yeah, a great movie. Emily Blunt is fantastic in that movie mm. and really really fantastic like buff and different and you know kick ass and mm. that movie has such a good kind of sci-fi storyline and mm. the the groundhog day war thing it looked good i really liked it 
Mm. Except for Tom Cruise. Anybody else in the lead, guys? Yeah. Come See, whereas on. I thought he was fine, but you missed the first 10 minutes, and I thought that in the first 10 minutes he played Tom Cruise, which is what he does best. Plays that arrogant character who needs his comeuppance, and that was fine. Yeah, it was pretty good. They changed the name when they released it for DVD in a really, really weird decision. I don't well, know. Well, because they changed the name when it came out, because I still think of it as All You Need Is Kill, yeah. which is what That's the- why I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah, when you went looked at Edge of Tomorrow. Every time I hear it, I'm like, "That what's that movie again? Yeah. Because it's a bad title. And then they killed it to, changed mm. it to Kill, Die, Repeat, which is better than Edge of Tomorrow. Die, Kill. Wait, wait. Is that right? Is it Die, Something, Repeat? No, oh. it's Kill, Die, Repeat, right, isn't it? Go, I don't know. Because he has to kill the thing and then die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think oh, it might be Live, Die, Repeat. Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. That makes more See, that's the thing. All you need is Kill makes is an sense. awesome title. They and they should have so, stuck with yeah. it. But, I mean, come on, that, that um, Angel of... Verdun. Verdun. I was like, Versailles, no. Verdun no. and, and the um, full metal bitch thing. And mm. God, I love that movie. It was good. I mean, I love the, I love so many things about that movie. And, and Bill Paxton. Oh, yes. Was so good in, in the that really movie. small role, Bill Paxton career resurgence. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm 100% behind the Bill Paxton character actor mm. thing that's going on at the moment. Yeah. Uh, then we watched How to Train Your Dragon 2, and the less said about that, the better. Yeah, let's move on to something uh, else. Gotta- but then we watched 22 Jump Street, Yay. which was so funny. Oh, yeah, These movies so, are me so funny. Yes, me. It, it's just so meta and it makes fun of itself and it's hilarious. And Channing Tatum and um- – Not Seth Rogen, the other one. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Um, <laughs> uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill uh, uh, have such good chemistry together and it's so great together and yeah. just – that was that was such a great movie, so much fun. Mm. Um, yeah. So after that, we watched. Um, we're sort of doing an occasional series of concentrating on women directors. We watched A League of Their Own, which is super famo, fabulous lesbian love story. All the rest of it. There's not an official lesbian love story. We've just decided there is. It's head canon. Um, yeah, that was fu- that was fine. Actually, um, I watched Misrepresentation recently, mm. which is a documentary about. Um, Women in Media, and it had Gina Davis in it. Yep. (laughs) Because Gina Davis is, you know, basically the front lines of women in media these days. Mm -hmm. And um, she talked about the one-two punch of Thelma and Louise and A League of Their Own Mm. um, being two movies in a row that she was in that really, really affected women. Yes, they really And in really different ways. Yep. Um, Both movies also that people of our generation kind of grew up with. Because mm. they they came out when we were kind of tweens and they were huge and influential. And A League of Their Own is directed by a woman. Yes, which is why we watched it and it was pretty good. Um, after we watched that, we went on to uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which I keep calling Dave of the Planet of the Apes because the guy in it was so boring and couldn't remember his name, so I called him Dave. <laughs> Jason Clark. Yeah, a terrible, terrible accent. Um, not a very great leading man. <sighs> Felicity, not Felicity, Carrie Russell is really underutilized in a kind of thankless role. But it mo- the movie made some interesting points about colonialism and no, things yeah. like that. But it was it was it much like How to Train Your Dragon too. It was so pro patriarchy. Um, both of them were yeah, very pro patriarchy. Yeah. Like and and I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but it feels like it's just this kind of backlash against feminism, mm. where it's like. Look, we do have strong women's in strong women's in very tiny roles that don't actually affect the outcome of the movie whatsoever. And you're like, oh my god, you people! Mm. And it's so it's so men doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hate. Um, yes. Thankfully, after that, movies. we watched Snowpiercer, which was way better. Yeah, Snowpiercer was a great movie up until the last fifteen minutes. 
Mm. Yeah, it had some weird stuff about it, but it was really interesting, very much of the times. Tilda Swinton. And Tilda Swinton was amazing. Um, and, you know, Chris Evans being terrific. Um, it also, I liked, it had Jamie Bell. Mm, yep. Um, inappropriately aged Jamie Bell. Not like. Jo- yep. John Hurt. And uh, Luke Pasqualino. Pasqualino. Yes. Yes. Luke Pasqualino. I liked him in it. Yep. Uh, lots of really good stuff in it. But ultimately, I think the ending kind of let it down a lot. Yeah. I kind of liked this one um, more after later on than I did at the time, I think. It was fine. It's very sort of heavy, but also interesting and different and I'm glad it's out. I'm glad it got made. Alison Pill was great in that movie yes, too. Yes, random Alison Pill cameo. Yeah, that was um, re- she was terrific in that mm. movie. But yeah, it, it is very um it was a good movie and and had a lot of good things in it, but it I think yeah, I just the cuz it was it was one of those movies that is so much about you know social change and and sci-fi it was such interesting sci-fi and it had a really interesting design and all mm. this cool stuff in it. it it made it even worse that the ending was so bad yeah and it was so bad the ending it was just so dumb to me that i can't kind of get over that okay yeah. next one um Birdemic, shock and terror this is one of my favorite movies of the year yeah it's terrible but it's so funny it's so, so funny. And, and Alan Barr keeps favoriting my tweets. <laughs> yeah, I know. He follows us on Twitter now. It's hilarious. And we love you, Alan. Bless your little heart. But this is just a terrible movie. But everybody in it was so seriously committed to it. And it's they're so earnest about it. And it's just, oh, my God, it's wonderful. It's so bad. In, yeah. it doesn't, the birds don't come in until 45 minutes into the movie and after a song break that's a minute and a half yeah, long. Yeah, it's like a lesson in what not to do the, that beach scene oh. where they're dating and they're on the beach and it keeps doing like weird breathless style quick cuts because it didn't have enough footage and oh, the I, pumpkin festival <laughs> that they randomly showed up to because that was a pumpkin festival <laughs> and they shoot it for five minutes oh. the opening opening uh, sequence which is just him driving around in a car and all of the there's global warming stuff and the news and the where way- there's the woman in the corner with the big TV and screen behind the, the way the sound doesn't match up and nobody's looking at the camera and, and pasted on birds oh my gosh pasted on gifts of birds Aww. attacking people i love birdemic oh dear i love it so much yeah i want to rewatch it now you go right ahead <laughs> yeah and we watched sharknado a few weeks later and we're like no this is not birdemic this is not nearly as good no it wasn't because they weren't as good. like sharknado is is good bad in a different way yeah but because because it was made by people who actually kind slicker. of know what they're doing mm. um Ian's earring was good in that movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Like we yeah. liked him. We did. Um, Tara Reid was not, Aww. but like it, it was not. Yeah, it wasn't made by people who were really, really committed to making this movie. So it was kind of just tongue in cheek, bad. Mm. Anyway, yeah. After we watched that, we watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, many expectations to me not really met. It's got some massive gender problems. Mm but a wonderful soundtrack, which I'm still listening to. Yeah, me too. I am still listening to the soundtrack. Um, And, it, you know, it's made Chris Pratt um, a star, which I think we can all be thankful for. mm, Um, He's funny. He's funny. And Groot, you know, and and Drax made me laugh a lot. Yep. But, yeah, gender problems and I think it's too – it's, it, it's too reliant on tropes. Yeah. And like, cause it, it, it's that thing that I've talked about a couple of times. I think that's like, 
because it's asking you to buy into this totally alien world and alien like not world but you know alien environment yep um and alien concepts it has to rely on really really very traditional story and very traditional tropes and character caricatures and things Mm -hmm. and i think that doesn't ultimately serve it very well yeah as far as like it's a marvel movie so it's pretty decent Also, james gunn i think is kind of a jerk yeah um (laughs) but it's not of the marvel movies it's probably not not even one of it's not up to its usual standard yeah but at the same time i really love i mean the music is really good and it looks terrific Mm. and you know you kind of cheer for them at the end and there's the we are groot and stuff i know see there's and dancing groot yeah there's some basically groot Groot. there's some bits (laughs) yeah rocket and groot are kind of the saving grace of this whole thing zoe saldana i like yep I love to no, hear. I like all the guys, uh, all the team. Yep. I like the Guardians, like all of them. Oh, it's it's perfect. This is the thing about it. It was fine. It just had some problems and it's not as good as it could have been. Yeah. Um, after that, we watched Lucy, which was average. No, it wasn't. It was bad. Um, It was crazy and nuts. It was bad. And- it was bad. I, I, I love that people want to go watch Lucy, but that doesn't mean that the movie was – like because they had – Scarlett Johansson was so good in the first – 15, 20 minutes of that movie, which I really liked the first 15, 20 minutes yeah, of that and movie. Went, and then she's so dehumanized that you don't – that's the thing is that she, she's full of humanity in the beginning and it's it's such a good role because it's like this woman who is just, you know, at the bottom of society and being mistreated all the time and then she's put into this situation and she's trying to cope with it the best she can and she's really upset and you feel for her. And then as soon as the drug thing happens, she's a robot. Yeah. And then the rest of them – and, the, you know, the the cute French cop was great, but yeah. everything else in the rest of the movie – if you can't f- connect with the main character at all, there's no journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's not good anymore. Yeah, mm. I didn't like that movie. Yep. And we also – then we watched um, Hercules, which was another movie that we thought was going to be bad but was actually way better. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed – that was Hercules so was good, <laughs> old-fashioned fun. Um, it was silly, but yeah, it was really fun. exactly. With, with The Rock – and uh, yeah, a good supporting cast and yeah, there was fun the action. there was the f- Amazon with the bows and arrows. Yeah, she was yeah cool. that was cool. Uh, then we watched Sharknado, which we just talked about. Um, was fine, but not not as bad as Birdemic, and therefore not as funny as Birdemic. Birdemic was great. I yeah. love that movie. And after we watched Sharknado, we saw Predestination, which was actually pretty good. Um, predestination was uh, another trend that I noticed this year is um, noir photography mm. uh, and kind of noirish stories, but not really. But definite noir photography, predestination, nightcrawler. There's another one that I'm not thinking of right Lock? now. Lock. Yes. We're, about, we're about to hit Lock. Yeah, Lock had a similar thing. Mm. Um, you know, night shots, rain soaked, mm. neon lights. 70s kind of noir stuff yeah is, is been very big this year and predestination did that very well yeah um it looked really good and it was sarah a shame snook about ethan hawk <laughs> yeah sarah snook was so good that ethan hawk just kind of paled in comparison yeah. um and he was on all the posters and everything which i thought was kind yeah. of unfair because she was so much better and also the lead and also the lead yeah and she was so good gosh mm. she was good really um good. it's, it's a hard of- premise to buy into but it is an interesting story mm. And it was definitely one of the more interesting things we saw all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we moved on to Boyhood, which we both think is a little overrated. Uh, and I think you think it's more overrated than I think it is, but it's definitely overrated and also a little bit overlong. I was bored. 
Yeah. I was bored so often and I know that it was <laughs> I I think my biggest problem with boyhood and this is why I don't think it should win the Oscar for best picture which is going to win at the moment is that boyhood is not a movie. It's shooting people over a period of time doing stuff. Mm. Like it there's not it's actually a, a you have to write a story for the movie and you have to have your lead character do something go like through go some through kind something. of journey. Yeah. This, and it, because of the way it is, it just shoots a boy being a boy and then growing up. It's all, eventually he talks a bit more and then the movie ends. It's all about the concept really. And yeah, it is. the conceit. And um, and yeah. both Ethan Hawke again and um Patricia Arquette were really good mm. in it. Oh yeah. And I like that Patricia Arquette's getting some some buzz for this, mm. but ultimately, I just think I don't think it's a movie. Yeah, I feel like it's a. It, they could have made a documentary, and it probably would have been better. Mm. Like, although it would have been too much like other documentaries, I guess would have been boring. Yeah, it just mm. it's just not very good. Yeah. Uh, after that, we watched Lock, which featured Tom Hardy basically by himself in a car. Uh, in a pretty great performance, actually. Mm. It was a really good, very tightly scripted, tightly played. All the voice actors were fantastic. Yeah, the radio play. It was good. That was a good movie. Yeah. It was. And it was less visually boring than I thought it was going to be. But mm. generally, it was really good. Yeah. Um, he was great with his little Welsh accent. Yeah. Um. Then we watched The Maze Runner, which was not very good. No, I was disappointed that that wasn't very good because, as you know, I like Dylan O'Brien and I am a fan. Yeah. Um, and I was, I think Maze Runner was just kind of. I just, I'd forgotten I even saw and it. And Minho, I yeah. loved him. Like, I just, I can't even think of anything interesting about it. I um, can remember, I can remember Dylan O'Brien and Minho. Minho. <laughs> that was pretty much it. But then we watched The Box Trolls, which was even more disappointing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on from that. Uh, then we watched. Step- no, let's. No, let's you want to talk, talk about, about it? Box Trolls just for a second. When I said that I was interested in more, you know, visually diverse, um, animation, that's not what I was talking about. Yeah. Cause it's ugly and <gasps> I couldn't, I had such a hard time watching it. Just aside from the story, which was not very good. And the, the, um, the girl, the El Fanning, character which who was terrific mm. and the best part of it that it looked ugly yeah. ugly i wasn't ugly so movie. bothered by the ugliness i just it wasn't quite what i was hoping it would be um i don't think i and hated transphobia it. yeah i don't think i hated it but i wasn't that impressed Blech. and then we watched step up all in which i liked so much more than i thought i would <laughs> um i told you those movies were fun yeah so we had fun with that um then we watched gone girl again we're like going against the grain on this one in the we didn't think it was that great and also i'd read the book and the book is a lot more nuanced and but they also made a mistake in having the author adapt it for the screen because there's it's both simultaneously too long and also doesn't cut it cuts a lot out the things it cuts out are kind of the wrong things to cut out and it strips a lot of the nuance from it Yeah, anyway, whatever. And it, it makes it into a more sexist movie than the book was, apparently. Uh, that's my opinion, but um, it is still pretty sexist. I thought, well, I thought the movie was sexist, but it does feature a really, really great Neil Patrick Harris death. Yeah, wow. And I, I yeah, I don't want to, I actually quite, I think Gone Girl was, was had a lot of good things in it mm. as well. Yeah, like Rosamund Pike is fantastic in yeah. it, and she's given some bad interesting san- to do. sound design. Yeah. On that movie. Oh, right. Is that another one where we couldn't hear things? Properly? I couldn't hear a lot of the dialogue yeah. when you could, and I couldn't hear it. It's um, Interstellar as well. Yeah, Interstellar was the other one. Um, so bad sound design, and Annie actually had bad sound design as well. Mm. Um, 
which, why is there bad sound design in movies in 2014? Come on, guys. Yeah, you can do better. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, then we watched Dracula Untold. Very meh. Um, I mean, it was fine. Sarah Gadon is great. Luke Evans is always fun to watch. It was it wasn't that interesting though because Dracula origin story isn't that interesting. No, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Um, but and we got to watch Luke Evans for a while, and that was okay with um, me. But there was Dominic Cooper doing. Blackface, oh, that's right. So it yeah, was super that. racist as well. But it was you know, it was okay. Um, then it was Halloween, and we watched The Cabin in the Woods, which is your favorite movie or one of your favorite movies. It's in my top five um, favorite movies of all time. Which is a great horror movie. Well, I mean, a great deconstruction of the genre of horror movies, and also really funny. And well written, and and again, just a movie that I find really, really intelligent. And also, there's that scene where Chris Hemsworth runs into the barrier and falls. <laughs> oh, there's that, and so cute. and Fran Cran's being amazing. Another Chris movie, and then we watched The Captive uh, at the film festival, which is uh, is now I think out on mainstream release. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds was fine. Um, Mireille Enos. Did not get enough to do. That felt so there bad for her in that movie. There was lots of snow, and it was kind of okay. Very sort oh, it of had quiet. Um, um, Kevin Durand in it, and Kevin yeah, Durand yeah. doing his usual thing. Um, yeah, well, his usual thing in the sense that he's playing a bad guy, but I, I just think he brings so much to all the different bad guys he plays. So really yeah, enjoy he's, him. he's a good actor. We we've talked a couple of times yeah. about him. He was um, in Hercules as well. Was he? Uh, one of those ones? Maybe? Noah. He was in Noah. Noah. There you go. Um, and I'm glad to see that him getting some good roles in, in bigger features and things like that. I yeah. I think that would be I, – I, I don't, you know, not going to complain if he's villains in more movies because no. he always makes them interesting. That he does. Uh, after we watched that, we watched Fury, which I quite enjoyed, although, I mean, I had some problems with it, but I really enjoyed the sort of claustrophobia of it and it was very tightly put together. It looked Shia, like Star Trek. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf was a bit of a revelation. He did a fantastic performance. Unbelievably good. Mm. Um, but there was also that scene with the two women. Which was a bit of a problem right in the middle of it. And so hard to watch. Mm. Um, but yeah, Shia LaBeouf was terrific and it, it looked like Star Wars. <laughs> the yeah. laser shooting thing was right, so yes. weird. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that was weird. Um, it looked really pretty for the most part, mm. but it did like again like Star Wars because it was shot on film mm. with lots of smoke with colors in it, which is yeah what Empire Strikes Back looks like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember about Fury. Is yeah. it looks like Star Wars and Child Buff was good, and, and Logan Lerman had big eyes. Yeah, and um, like you're talking about before, it's one of those end of war movies uh-huh. which we talk about in the podcast of that one. Uh, then we moved on to Interstellar again, overrated, so overrated. Um, pretty, but. Too long, too many digressions. The story is kind of stupid. It finishes with a Deus Ex Machina, and it finishes. I mean, that I I tuned out. Yeah, um, <laughs> but also an amazing performance from Jessica Chastain. Yep. Um. And yeah. And oh, that's right. Way more famous actors in really small parts. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, Jessica Chastain and the little girl who played the little girl version of her were both really mm. good. Murph. Yeah. Um. And, um. And Hathaway was wasted. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Not in the sense that she was drunk, in the sense that she didn't didn't get, get to do no, and she had to deliver some she terrible had to lines. Act opposite Matthew McConaughey, which I don't, I don't get the McConaughey's. I don't get it. He just mumbles. <laughs> yeah, he's just drawled. well tan. He mumbles well tan. <laughs> <laughs> McConaughey mumbles well tan. He's going to send that out to his on his headshots. <laughs> um. Anyway, but after that one, we got to watch the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part One, which I. 
loved and you have trouble with the book. So you have to Yeah, I mean, uh, it's grown on me actually since I watched it. I, I think, yeah, because it is just a mess of a book and the movie is better. And it's written by Danny Strong. Yay, Danny Strong. Um, <laughs> I'm watching him on Gilmore Girls at the moment. I'm like, yay. Um, <laughs> but, and then that song was really good. Uh, I, I love so many people in this story so much. Yeah. Um, and it's both some really good performances from, you know, really good actors in these parts. And God, Josh Hutchison just blew it away. But you didn't feel the same no, thing. That's I like, didn't feel at all that sort of connection. I sort of was like, uh-huh. Yeah, whereas I was just like I was at the back of my chair but I'm not with in, goosebumps. Yeah, I guess I'm not in the fandom either. So maybe if I was in the fandom, I would have been built up for that. But I was just like, uh-huh. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I think it is such a shock in the book and – and but it's so like it's not just that moment. It's also every time you see him on screen. And did you hear the story about Jennifer Lawrence? They 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 it actually kept them kept apart. them apart, mm. and then like they put him on screen looking like that. Yeah. Um. And she was genuinely upset every time that she saw it. Yeah. Which was really sweet. I thought. Yeah. I just I don't don't like Gail. I think Liam Hemsworth was a bit blur in it. Mm. But uh, I it has grown on me since then. Because they did everything so well, it's it's a shock to me that you didn't feel the same. But way. I I still loved the movie. I just it wasn't like all about Josh Hutchinson for me. He just he he did such a good job though. Mm. Like the his face when he's about to attack her, that kind of that look that is just never on Peter's face. I need to go back and watch it again. I think I watched it twice, three yeah. times. I watched it three times. Yeah, I think I, if I go back, I'll have I'll watch for that. But I think because I was sort of still watching for the story, maybe twice. As, anything um yeah but it was pretty good um after that we watched her which i think um i quite enjoyed you enjoyed i think more yeah. it was interesting very pretty yeah beautiful um really interesting ideas in it it just mm. structurally was a bit problematic it went on a bit long it went on a bit long and it was it went on a bit long with weird pacing like it mm. was very long uh, short beginning long middle and short end yeah. kind of a thing <laughs> odd um, very odd, but a terrific performance from Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Yep. After and that- Chris Pot- Pratt and Mum Jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. After that was Nightcrawler. Uh, again, another one where you liked it more than me, um, but I liked it too. It was a good one. Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing. He is, and he's not getting as much buzz as I thought he would. Yeah, I thought he would be um, – he was getting early buzz, but it's sort of gone quiet now, and I don't think he's up for a Golden Globe. I'm not sure. I have to check. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like he deserves more. Again, I think Jake Gyllenhaal. People don't appreciate him. Mm. I think he's been good in a lot of movies, but you know he was overshadowed in overshadowed in Brokeback Mountain by Heath Ledger, mm. um, and it just seems like he everybody is always underestimating him, mm. um, which I think is a shame because he did another movie this year called Prisoners that I've heard is really good and he's good in. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with Hollywood and him. They just yeah. don't seem to like him. He seems to be getting buzz around sort of indie ro- small roles and. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mm. thought Nightcrawler was really good and that was one of the best performances. My best performances of this year were him in that and Bill Hader in um, – The Skeleton Twins. The Skeleton skeleton Twins where he yep. was really, really good. And there was a third one I wanted to mention and then I've forgotten it. Damn. It's all right. You have a think about it because we've got – there are two more movies that we watched this year, um, Horrible Bosses and Horrible Bosses 2. Uh, first one was awful. Second one is better. Not great, but the second one is at least a bit funny. <laughs> 
and you know Chris Pine. Chris Again. Pine. Yeah, we pretty much went. This is the second Chris Pine movie of the year mm-hmm. that we went along to just for Chris Pine. And the uh, Christmas movie we watched was Bad Santa. It's really meh. I'm just editing that episode now, and I'm listening back to it, and I'm just like, I we just don't have anything to say because it is so meh. No, it isn't so much that. I I think we are not the right audience for that movie. Mm. Humor is as. Humor is subjective, right? So we loved 22 Jump Street, mm. whereas a lot of other people found that kind of meh. Mm. And then I'm sure people there were people who loved Bad Santa, and for us that movie was kind of meh. So yeah. I think just comedies in general are hard, but this one particularly because I think it was it was put together fine. Yep. Um, it just we weren't the right people for it. Yeah. So I think. You watch a lot more movies than me. You watch a hundred a year. So, were there any yeah. other movies that you watched this year that you wanted to mention that we didn't get oh, to God. do episodes on? There were so many movies I watched I, this year. I know very particularly the Babadook was a. Yeah. You were very early believer in the Babadook, and that yeah. is currently like storming its way around the world at the moment yeah. and getting really great word of mouth, which is really really good because it is a great little Australian horror movie um, that was made by Kickstarter, um, directed by a woman, directed by a woman, and investigates kind of women's um, a woman's story of her being a mother and mm. and how complicated and difficult that is. Um, it's scary. The creature isn't scary. But but the rest of the movie is pretty scary. Generally, a really, really, f- really worthwhile movie. Um, mm. And if you are a horror fan, I think you should watch it. Um, I enjoy mm. horror movies and I thought it was really good. Um, what else did I see this year that I can talk about? I just recently saw a movie called Short Term 12, which is, didn't come out this year, but I think everybody should watch it. It's brilliant. Um, it has Brie Larson and John Gallagher Jr. in it, and it's really, really great. It also has Stephanie Beatriz in it from oh, Brooklyn from Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. And that was really great. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, oh, girl, most likely. Yeah, I, when I think back over the year, I think it's really funny. The standouts are not like the Oscar contenders. The standouts are Captain America 2, yep. Maleficent, Hunger Games. I certainly enjoyed a few other movies. Definitely enjoyed Horrible Bosses 2 more than I should have or it maybe I would have thought I did. I, I actually didn't mind Boyhood. Locke was interesting. Um, Hercules is one that stands out for me because I was so surprised. I want to say um, I, I, I'm going to mention Pompeii, not because I thought it was very good, but because that is my most viewed review of the year. I don't know why, <laughs> but my Pompeii review was huge. But yeah, it was kind of an all over the place. Did, we didn't do year. Godzilla? No, we didn't do Godzilla. That's weird. I didn't like Godzilla, but I'm surprised we didn't do it. Looked good. Terrible movie. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it's sort of a like, – I think, actually, I just saw Snowpiercer go past, and I was like, yeah, that's probably another standout from the year just because it was so out there and different and interesting. Another one that didn't come out this year, but The Secret of Kells was really pretty. Yep. Oh, What We Do in the Shadows I saw this year. Mm. Um. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. I think you were going to see it at some point and you didn't. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. It's a New Zealand um, – Spoof is that the horror one? comedy? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was Sexist. going to, but I didn't actually get to it. Cause Sexist, but it also has the line, "We're not werewolves. We're s- oh, no, we're not swearwolves. We're werewolves," which is wow, pretty brilliant. Oh, great pun! <laughs> although we, we're think, werewolves, not although, swearwolves. To be fair, the pun of the year goes to you. And the idiot of the year goes to me who missed your wonderful pun. When talking about X-Men Days of Future Past, you t- there's a great scene at the end where Magneto lifts a whole football stadium and moves it around the White House or something. And you were like, that's just Magneto grandstanding. And it went completely with my head. Um, I saw Let's Be Cops 
God, I wanted to like that movie. <laughs> Is that Gyllenhaal as well? Um, no, it's Damon Wayans Jr. and Aww. and Nick from New oh, Girl. From New Girl, yep. Uh, what's his name? Hang on. Oh, stuff to find her. It's no, it's written here. Jake Johnson and I. I, I love Damon Wayans Jr. So I wanted to like it because you yep. know he's from Happy Endings. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I saw John Wick. That was the other noir one that I was going uh, to talk about. Yeah, but you talked more about Locke, that because Locke is kind of. But John Wick you, is very noir. You talked about John Wick in um in the Night Nightcrawler episode. Yeah, because it's that that noir cinematography um is yeah. is just all over John Wick. It's dripping with it. Yeah, which is one of the reasons I think that John Wick did so well. It's that kind of style. Mm. Um, and it's a very popular style at the moment. Yeah. I think just in wrapping up 2014, because I think we've gone on long enough in this episode, it was kind of a all over the place year. There was a Didn't lot. Didn't we talk about Paddington? We did talk about Paddington, but it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out yet. Come yeah. out yet. Oops. Um, yeah, it was, it was actually a nice movie. Um, it was kind of an all over the place year. There was a lot of stuff that was like remakes and sequels that were not quite good enough. But then there were also some that were really good. I don't see any clear front runners for like an Oscar Best Picture or anything yet, but I've certainly got my favourites. <laughs> I don't know. I with regards to the Oscars, there's a few that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, we'll have to um, wait on that. But I think Boyhood's definitely going to. I think Boyhood's going to win at this point, which is like I'm going to hold back until I've seen Birdman. No, I know, but I I think it's going to win. I also feel like men's stories have been kind of really dominant and they always are but it's just like stuff like boyhood which had a wonderful girl in it yeah and yet it's not a story about a girl like why isn't a story about a girl why is it boyhood and why is everything that's the problem with the lego movie too is that there's this awesome girl in it and she could have been the one the hero and they just didn't yeah that's i think I mean, we've been talking about these movies and, and a lot of them that I really liked. I, I like them, but it's it's still kind of disappointing to me that they aren't movies about women or that women are so marginalized in the movies. Yeah, um, we did a little better this year. Like there was maybe half a dozen female-led movies in that list of ones that we reviewed. Yeah, but that's also it's, we half a dozen seek out them of, out. We, we, firstly, yes, we seek them out. And secondly, like half a dozen out of 50 movies is not a lot. I know. And if we didn't seek them out, would we get to watch them? No. Like it's not like a lot of people saw Belle, you know. There's a lot of movies that we've watched this year that weren't big movies, that weren't movies that mm-hmm. have a big audience. Um, that but there, but were, there were also a few women-led movies that actually seriously made money. Like yes. Maleficent, like The Fault in Our Stars, Lucy, Lucy and Mockingjay, Mockingjay, um, yep. Frozen. Um, this is this. That's the thing about Hollywood at the moment that there's this real tension between w- people are going to see female-led movies with great messages, and the Hollywood system is going. People don't want to see female-led movies. Like people Even though- won't watch action female-led action movies. While Mockingjay is making bank. And while they are making a fortune out of all these female-led movies that have had to just fight for their very existence. Yeah, I mean... So, uh, we're getting better, but it's the rate of progress is glacial. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a a huge contradiction. It just doesn't make sense for them to not follow the money. Like, following... And and Guardians of the Galaxy had, like, a 45% female... Viewership. Mm, they could I mean, have done so much better by its women. Yes, but but even if they're not, like the, 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 mm. it's proof that women are going to the movies and paying the money to right, see the movies. Right, and going to right? action movies. They're going to action movies. They're going to comic book movies. We're going to comic book movies. Um, uh, Hunger Games is massive, massive money maker. Yeah. 
it's not a coincidence that this is a female-led movie because people want yeah. to see that. We want it. Well, you only have to it's look at what happened in comic, comic books this year. Like, there's amazing, amazing women-led comics this year that became huge. Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk. Um, She-Hulk's been cancelled. I know, but it still was – it was – Marvel did this whole – late Lady Thor. Like, Marvel has really been trying – and getting in women readers, and they just kind of need to leap to get the women viewers. They've announced a Captain Marvel movie, which I'm very excited about, and they've announced a Wonder Woman movie, which I'm excited about. Yeah, I but just we've got to sit through Ant-Man and Doctor Strange before yeah, we can get I to just, Black Panther and Wonder Woman. I, um, and Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel, yeah. I just hope that it gets better, basically. Yes, I but hope it's, it gets um, better too. It, it was getting a little better this And, I mean, year. what are the black-led movies that we've actually watched together? Belle. Belle and Annie, um, and I um, watched the Equalizer. Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, Twelve Years a Slave. That's about it too. Or even and going aside from black because oh, America makes her, it black um, versus white. I was going to say Hercules is um a man of color, like he's, he's uh, an islander. But uh, I mean, if you put and then if you put those aside, like non-white people who aren't black are virtually non-existent. Yeah, no Asian-led movies or anything like that. So I, I mean, that's yeah. in terms of Hollywood movies, anyway. I mean, we. But, yeah. Occasionally watch other movies. I don't think we w- reviewed any other things this year, though. No, we didn't review anything kind of interesting or out there or unusual. It was all fairly mainstream. Okay. Let's wrap it up. We really should because i got to go home and have some dinner. And me too. Anyway, thank you very much for listening for to Silver Screen Queens this year. We really appreciate all the new listeners we have gained this year. And we love watching movies and we love talking about it. So we will be back next week probably <laughs> with more movies because we've watched so many. And – um. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, Come and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter if you have questions or you want to know something. And come hang out with us on Tumblr and share funny, stupid, silly, meme-ish, feminist, whatever you want stuff with us there, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening this year. Bye.